This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Right now, there is no stopping the Cleveland Indians. Welcome to the Streak Podcast. In 2017, the Cleveland Indians went on an unprecedented record-setting 22-game winning streak. You may never see anything quite like this again. For the next three weeks, you can hear each game as it happened, night after night, on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. History continues to march on. On the Streak Podcast, we'll get the stories from the players, coaches, manager Terry Francona, and others from the voice of the tribe, Tom Hamilton and Jim Rosenhaus. Now, let's relive one of the greatest stretches of play in Indians and baseball history. Hi everyone, welcome to episode number 15 of The Streak. I'm Jim Rosenhaus and along with the voice of the tribe, Tom Hamilton, over these past couple of weeks we've been bringing you some of the backstories of the Indians' 22-game winning streak, the record-setting streak at the tail end of the 2017 season, all coinciding with the nightly radio broadcasts of those games going on right now on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network and Indians.com. Coming up shortly, we will hear from former Indians relief pitcher Joe Smith, who was a key part of the Indians' bullpen during the streak. But first, a look back at win number 16 of the streak, the Indians returning home after a perfect 11-0 road swing to take on the Baltimore Orioles at Progressive Field. Big crowd on a Friday night. And as was the case in so many of the wins, the 22 wins in a row, the Indians got it started quickly. First inning, Edwin Encarnacion at the plate. Outfielders, they're fairly deep straight away, but off the lines. The pitch swung on, towering blast, deep center. It's got a chance. It is gone! Edwin Encarnacion, three, Baltimore, nothing. A towering three-run blast to dead center. Number 34, and give Encarnacion 88 RBIs. How is he on a roll? Encarnacion now with a nine-game hitting streak and has four home runs in that nine-game stretch. And the Indians simply extended the lead from there, and behind outstanding pitching from Mike Clevenger, they wrapped up another shutout win. Five-nothing Indians, runner at second, two down. Baltimore batting in the ninth, Davis awaiting the 1-1 pitch. Here it comes. Swung on, chopped on the right side, Lindor. Gloves it, sets, throws, bogey. And the streak continues. Now a club record, 16 consecutive wins for the Cleveland Indians. And the Indians pitched their major league best, 17th shutout of the year. 5-0, the Indians take down the Baltimore Orioles. The Indians' magic number is now 11. So again, pitching, 
such a big key for the Indians in this one, and they keep the streak going in front of the home fans for the first time in more than a week as the home fans missed 11 straight road wins for the Tribe but had a chance to welcome the team home, and they performed extremely well that night. Now, someone who was no stranger to Indians fans was Joe Smith, who spent parts of five seasons with the Tribe from 09 to 2013, was a key part of the bullpen then, but then he moved from the Indians to the Angels in free agency, spent some time with the Cubs, was with them in 2016, and at the start of 2017, he was with the Toronto Blue Jays to begin the year, but a trade deadline deal brought him to Cleveland just in time to be a part of the streak and the run to the postseason for that year's ball club. And we'll get to that trade uh, that was such a, a big impact for Smith and something that he was so excited about in just a little bit. But when we started with Joe, we caught up with him down in Florida where he had remained after spring training was shut down. He was uh, still with the Houston Astros where he has been the past two seasons. And he explained what's been going on since then and how he's been been trying to stay involved in the community during the shutdown. Oh, man, everything's good, Rosie. I'm glad to be talking to you again. Miss you guys over there. But uh, it's been all right for us. Uh, We stayed down in Florida um, after spring. It was just we thought about coming back to Ohio, but everything's you know wasn't locked down and, and kind of still is so we, we weren't going to be able to see anybody and, and, and fortunately enough we were able to extend our lease for for a cheaper rate because the owners were in Canada and couldn't get back um, so we've just uh, for me and my wife uh, fortunately everybody's healthy which is the first boat in our family and hasn't gotten this but um, for me and her this is the most amount of time we've ever spent together and uh, I, feel, I feel like in this time, there's going to be uh, either you're going to find out real quick if, if you guys are going to stay together or you're going to wind up apart. Uh, and fortunately for us, it, it's been it's been great for our relationship. And, um, you know, it's just uh, just praying everybody stays safe around. It's just it's I don't it's such, such a crazy time. And I know a lot of folks know your wife in this area, Ali LaForce, the former sportscaster on uh, Fox 8 and, and now national sportscaster. And uh, you guys have done a, a lot of charity work uh, over the past several years and currently really focusing on what's happening with the pandemic right now. You've started um, something called Project Frontline, and it impacts uh, some folks here in Cleveland, which is, is her hometown. And I know you have some roots here, too. Uh, but explain what Project Frontline's been doing for a lot of the folks impacted by the, the coronavirus. It started with our charity company. They actually came up with the idea and they did a, a delivery to a hospital in Tampa. Um, you know, there's so many people in our healthcare. Obviously, the healthcare system was getting overwhelmed with everything. And, and we, you know, talked to some friends that are nurses or just work in hospitals, doctors and such. And you know, they're, they're working overtime. They're, they're, they're some of these, some of them aren't coming home to their families because they're working on the front lines and scared to come back. And um, when our, when athletes and causes asked if it's something we would enjoy doing, um, you know, I guess it's nothing groundbreaking, but just like a, a thank you, we're thinking of you type of thing. And um, it's actually gone really well. We've done a few deliveries um, to Houston hospitals, 
um, through teammates. And then obviously the Cleveland area, which we'll call home when everything's said and done. And, and we've been really fortunate up there working with uh, places like Barley House and Rebel, um, Lago. Uh, shoot, we did what Kevin Love has been great hopping in with the strip and old boys out in Vermillion and, and just trying to, you know, basically get some revenue through local restaurants that are obviously getting crushed at this time and just trying to send like a, you know, a decent meal to these frontline workers to say, thank you. And uh, it's been really surprising. You know, we've, we've had uh, doing that just to say thank you, but then to see, um, you know, some of these hospitals that we've done deliveries through these restaurants, the, the, the local hospitals have actually been calling the restaurants and, ordering more meals without us kind of knowing about it and then we finally heard about it and it's been good you know because you can't go anywhere some you know restaurants and hotels and there's there's a lot of people just getting crushed that obviously when we come out of this thing we all want to go back to you know these restaurants and enjoy them and and just help and keep their doors open um help keep some of their people employed um it's been it's been nice to see and one of the things I've been most impressed about is just honestly is the professional athletes around the globe in any sport um I felt like when this first happened you saw a bunch of NBA guys talking about forward and money you know to stadium workers and and since then I mean it's really uh it's really taken off with with guys trying to use their influence to do really good and there's uh, a ton of great causes out there. And, I, you know, the only thing I would say is it doesn't matter if it's five bucks, 10 bucks, you know, it, it, anything to help. If you want to help get involved, it's athletesandcauses.org, Project Frontline. But there, there, there's so many charities going on for, and, and there's so many different avenues to go. And, and it's just, uh, you know, nice to see people coming together and, and trying to help in whatever capacity they can. Well, uh, certainly kudos on Project Frontline to you and Allie. And uh, we're visiting with Joe Smith, former Indians reliever. And uh, Joe, we'll, we'll circle back to 2017, the 22-game win streak. And uh, kind of an odd year for you. You started that season with the Blue Jays. And you had been with Cleveland earlier in your career, a good five-year stretch and, and some fun times then. And uh, I think most players are excited about a trade that would send them from a non-playoff contender to one that certainly is in the mix to get to the World Series. So I, I imagine you were excited anyway, but it seemed like there was so much more on the table for you to be excited about. Uh, explain your emotions uh, when that trade went down right at the trade deadline at the end of July. It was, uh, there's a lot of emotions. I think, you know, obviously um, knowing Mark Shapiro as well as I do and Ross Atkins, who are over there in Toronto, um, I was coming off a down year in 16 and they gave me an opportunity to come in and I felt comfortable going there, knowing those guys, knowing I would get a fair shake. And at the trade deadline, obviously when you're getting traded, you know, the ball club wants to make a trade that works out for them as you know, and we, we, I had some conversations with some people like, please let me go back to Cleveland. Um, it, it was so much fun there with the group of guys that we had. And to see them across the field in 2016 um, was very interesting. And knowing how good they were, knowing I had the ability to get traded, they might be looking to upgrade their bullpen. 
and to go back home, live in our house there, have family so close. And that there was probably 14 guys on that 25 man team that I played with prior. And when you're taking your lump, you know, as we were in 2009, 10, 11, and even 12, when everybody was kind of finding their way um, into the league, it, it was so awesome to get a little bit of taste of, of uh, playing in the wild card game in 13. But then I left for free agency. And to be able to come back with so many of those guys and what did we win? 102 games, obviously the 22 in a row. To do it with that group, like immediately when I walked into the clubhouse, I just felt comfortable. I knew everybody. They knew me the, from the coaching staff, front office, all the way up and down. And uh, it, it was, uh, man, those last few months were, were so much fun. I don't know if I've ever had that much fun playing baseball. So you're there for a, a little less than a month when the streak started. Uh, you, yeah. start, you start winning game after game. At what point did did you start thinking, hey, that, this is crazy here, what's going on? We haven't lost for two weeks, and, and it's still going. <laughs> yeah, it was good. The first two weeks was the easy part, you know? And then I remember we, we won some at home, and then we went on the road. We swept the Yankees in Yankee Stadium, and that was the first time I can ever remember being a part of a team walking into Yankee, Yankee Stadium and sweeping them. And we had like a 10 game, I think, road stretch where we won a bunch of games. And, you know, when you're on the road, you don't really get as much media and and all that. So it's just you're having fun. You're just rolling in the day to day. And when it became hard was when we actually came home. Now everybody's talking about the streak. They want to know this and that. And, and um, but the cool one of the coolest things about it was there was a lot of people that were kind of banged up at the time. And. You know, then in, in September, when you get your call ups, like we're giving guys days off. You know, Jose, Jose Ramirez didn't play for like five straight days. And it, it was amazing how, you know, it, Brantley didn't play for a couple of days. I think Chisenhall might have even been hurt or trying to work his way back in the mix at that time. We had some guys that were kind of banged up. And, and, and then the guys that you see step in it was like we didn't lose a beat i mean it was it, it was nuts and in baseball it's really hard to win that many games obviously in a row you know but we we had a favorable schedule but it started off with you know boston and new york and but when you play those teams that you're supposed to beat like that's when you knew like we're good we we had so much depth and just being able to go out there every night and not worried about the streak we just knew we were good and Hitting that spurt, man, I mean, it, it, it was so much. I, it was amazing. I can't believe it. I know when, when Lindor hit that walk-off to make it 22 in a row, and, you know, heck, we thought, hell, the, the last game, we thought we, we had it in the bag. He was going to do it again. So <laughs> it's just, it, it was, everybody was rolling. Everybody was clicking. It, it's one of the most incredible runs I've definitely ever been a part of and ever seen. Win number 15 came in Chicago, in Chicago, um, and that, that broke the record previous that had been set the year before when the, the team had won 14 in a row. And I remember seeing you in the clubhouse, and you mentioned earlier in this interview about the team just knew it was going to win. And I think I'd asked you, you know, why does, why does a team get that way where they just know they're going to win? And, and you said, look over there. 
that guy pitching tonight, there's no way we lose tonight. And it was Corey Kluber <laughs> was sitting in his locker. Yeah. <laughs> so it just seemed like you, you were always, always a good observer of the game, and, and it just seemed like you had a pretty good feel for what was going on. I mean, we, you know, they always say momentum in baseball is as good as your next day starting pitcher. And, I mean, we had, we had one of the most phenomenal staffs in Major League Baseball history um, from top to bottom. And it, it, it was it was insane. Everybody was in sync. Everybody knew their roles. Um, there was no jealousy amongst that team. It was that, that starting pitching group was tight. They all worked extremely hard to get where they were. They all knew what they could do, and they all wanted to be the best. And the same with the bullpen. Um, it, it, it was it, everything just ran like clockwork. It was it was so smooth, and um, it, it's rare, I feel like, in the big leagues to get something like that. And it's a similar feeling to what I've had over here with the Astros and the group of guys and the coaching staff. Um, when when you get that. In, in the clubhouse when you really nail that camaraderie and it's um, it's a heck of a lot of fun. And especially when you're winning, uh, you know, a hundred some odd games. You mentioned that and boy, you've had a good fortune here at this stage of your career. I mean, every season you're either in the world series or you're in a 22 game winning streak. Last four years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I know it wasn't a world series year that year, but uh, I imagine it, it, it sounds like it was because of that streak. It really was a lot of fun. Oh, that streak was special. I mean, that regular season was unbelievable. Um, I still can't believe we lost to the Yankees. I, I, that's, uh, we were up 2-0, and I don't know. I don't know what happened. Um, that was unbelievable. I mean, I remember when. What was it? Game two of that series? Is that when we were down? And then Frankie hit that grand slam. I remember I was warming up and all of a sudden that tied it. And it was, I mean, I, the whole stadium was just shaking. That was what it was. I just looked at Jason Beret in the bullpen and I was like, I couldn't even talk to him because it was so loud in his mouth. Oh my God. And he just like, and I was like, just let me pitch. Just let me pitch. You know, <laughs> I didn't know I was warming up because we were dead. And I was like, please, Tito, just put me in. And I got to pitch in the ninth that night. And, um, man, it was it was so much fun. I remember Tomlin threw a couple innings, three innings shut out of that game. We ended up winning. It was it, – that was special, man. And, and to do it with a group of friends, it, to, pe- to play with people for – I mean, you know, Michael Brantley I've played with eight years now in my major league career. I couldn't think of a better human being to spend eight years in the clubhouse with than him. But all those guys, it, you know, playing three or four or five years with them, just that bond that you have. And 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 it's there, – there was nothing like it. You alluded to it a minute ago. The game number 22 turned out to be the last game of the streak. Team's down to its last strike. Uh, Frankie Lindor keeps it going with the double, and, and then Jay Bruce with the, the extra yep. inning base hit that wins it. Um, I'm trying to recall. I think you were in that game early. Uh, where were you at the end when all heck was breaking loose and, and the Indians win another game? Oh, right on the on the top step, just expecting us to do it. Like, it was nuts. Like, it didn't matter. We were just – you just had to like, – we ain't losing. Like, it's over. Come on, let's go. Like, it, it was – it was it was crazy, man. It was it was crazy. It, it's us. Uh, 
I thought it was, I thought it was good. You know, a lot of people talk about the streak. Are they hitting their stride too early and all this other stuff? But I thought it was good because I thought we were getting like a playoff feel, like uh, with the media attention, with the the streak. Uh, you know, the so called like. Uh, like just a little bit of pressure on some of these guys that were stepping in um, for guys that, you know, we were given days off to, to feel that before we went into the postseason and play, I, I thought it was good. Um, I don't know. Did we hit our stride too early? I, you know, I don't know. I mean, we, we were up to, uh, we had our chance and and somehow, you know, baseball, it's, it's crazy. I mean, we were just in the world series where no home team won a game. I've never seen anything like that before. It's never happened before. So, you know, that's why baseball is crazy. It's fun to watch and you just never, you just never know. When you look back at, at that last game of the streak, uh, Mm -hmm. you've, you've referenced all the the players who had been there before longtime teammates, but one of the heroes during the streak is a guy who just kind of showed up, not out of nowhere, but the Indians were able to acquire after the trade deadline and Jay Bruce. And it seemed like he fit yeah. right in with that group. He's, it, Jay's great. Um, you know, I, he's a professional hitter through and through has been his whole entire career. Um, but he fit in that, he fit, he fits in that clubhouse perfectly. Uh, you know, the way he goes about his business, he's a good dude. Um, great teammate, it, you know, and we knew it once we got Jay, like, Hey man, this, he can hit. And that, that lineup we had, it was just, it's, it was so deep and adding an extra lefty bat like that, uh, that was, that was huge for us. You've been elsewhere since, and, and obviously you get around the game a lot. Uh, is there much chatter about that, that streak, unless someone like us brings it up when, when we're reliving it at this point in time, or is it something that, uh, it's just something that you have with the guys who are in that room? You know, I think it's something we have with the guys in that group. There were when I first came over to Houston after uh, the '17 season, being with Cleveland. Um, you know, they had questions like, "What was it like?" You know, that's crazy. You know, it and it is. It you know, it just doesn't happen. And um, obviously, we came over here. We won a shoot a hundred and something games the first year. A hundred, I don't know, seven. Like it, it it's. I've been so blessed dude my first two years in the league with the Mets we blew a seven game lead with 12 to play in 07 and didn't make the playoffs on the last day in 08 didn't make the playoffs the last day and then going over to Cleveland um thinking we were going to be good you guys had just went to the playoffs I believe in in 08 07 um 07 sorry but had a good team in 08 still had people coming back and you know Cliff and Victor you know, I got traded over there in 2009 and we signed Kerry Wood, DeRosa. Uh, I think Orlando Cabrera might have been there, too, mm-hmm. at that time. And it was like, you know, we we got a chance to win and we did. And we went, you know, we went to the rebuild. And uh, when you t- it's it Major League Baseball is a lot of fun. But I'm going to tell you what, it's a heck of a lot better to win 100 games than it is to lose 90. And it makes it a heck of a lot easier to come to the park every day. So, I mean, the last four years with the Cubs, the Indians and Houston, you know, winning a hundred games, like it's kind of, I don't want to say it's all blurred together, but when somebody brings it up, you think back and you're like, man, that was really special. That that was really fun. But I mean, it's, it's been a crazy four years, just uh, watching, playing, being a part of some unbelievable baseball teams. And I'm just glad I've had the opportunity to be a part of it. And the 22 game streak, part of that, 
the fact it was in Cleveland, um, it, is that yeah. does that make it that much more of a memory because of your background here? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I love that place, man. I you know every off season I tried to come back, and you know it, at the end of the day, it is what it is. And who knows? Maybe I'll sneak back there in a year or two. I don't know, but um, I always hope to come back because it is home, man. That's that's where I grew up. That organization. Uh, I believe taught me how to be a big leaguer, how to go about my day to day, the stuff you need to do. Um, you know, it, it's not obviously it's not an organization that's just going to throw out money to people, big spenders, but they give you every avenue um, as a person and as a player uh, to get better. And I have so much respect for everybody over there that I worked with, from the front office to the training staff. Um, coaches that you know i still talk to so many of them to this day and it's just uh it it was an unbelievable experience being there i i I loved it and you know you always hope you can play where you love you know i mean that that, that's the goal you get to play major league baseball which is great but then you find a city and a team and organization that you're like this is unbelievable that's indians relief pitcher joe smith and over the course of his major league career He has appeared in 324 games out of the bullpen for the Cleveland Indians and, again, still going strong with the Houston Astros now as uh, he, like everyone else in baseball, hoping to play at some point. Now, if you're listening to this podcast as it drops on Wednesday, May the 20th, don't forget to tune in tonight to the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network and Indians.com for game number 17 of the streak, another home game against Baltimore as the Indians continue to steamroll their way to the Oakland Athletics American League record of 20 consecutive wins. But that'll do it now for this episode of The Streak. Thanks, as always, going out to Brian Motze and Bob Coates at iHeartMedia for their production help. Bart Swain and Court Berry Tripp from Indians PR. And thanks to former Indians reliever Joe Smith for stopping by. I'm Jim Rosenhouse. Thanks for taking the time to listen, and we will talk to you next time on The Streak. Historical Streak marches on. Thanks for listening to the Streak Podcast. The inside stories from one of the greatest stretches of play in Indians and baseball history. Your companion to the nightly game broadcast on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network.